Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Before we get to Star Trek, which is what I called it until I was like 20 years old. <laughs> Star Trek. You remember, I uh, developed a standard as a young man that I would just reject the companionship, the friendship, or any notion of respect of anybody who said Star Trek or pronounced chess chest <laughs> now the second one was as a kid uh but yeah star trek is it's a one strike in your out scenario <laughs> i wanted to get this on came across this the other day from uh, some history page on facebook misfit history listen to this married couples in medieval germany married couples could legally settle their disputes by fighting a martial duel To even the field, the man had to fight from inside a hole with one arm tied behind his back. The woman was free to move and was armed with a sack filled with rocks. How how big of a hole am I in here? Yeah, how deep? I'm trying to handicap this. this, Like knee high, waist high? In this picture, he's up to his butt, his waist. Okay. With one arm tied behind his back, and she's got a sack of rocks. Wow. And what's he armed with? Just his fist? I guess, yeah. You gotta, you gotta hook her ankle, right? Sean, yank that leg out from under. What, what do you call that in the MMA? Uh, it's a, it's a heel hook, or no, heel yeah. hook is like a submission thing. That, that's just more of just kind of a trip, your traditional S- judo Single trip. leg yeah. takedown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or being in a lot of pillow fights recently with my son, with, with the, guys, some of those Tempur-Pedic pillows will make you dizzy. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. 
you got to duck, they swing, it goes by, then you grab it when they don't have any momentum. So right. you, you have to do that with her with the sack of rocks. It misses you, you, you grab it. Take advantage of when the momentum or the, the, the balance is off. Yeah. yeah. And then, then what? You punch your wife in the head, and then she says, You're right, honey, you win. And then well, happily ever after. Well, what's right? the reverse? She beats you down with a sack of rocks. And- and you say, you're right, honey. Okay, fine. And happily we'll, ever after. We'll put drapes up. It's fine. <laughs> Tell you what. Ancient uh, Germany was no place for wussies. Okay, well, go to your sister's. Jeez. <laughs> Jack, hit me in the head with a quit, sack of rocks. Quit hitting me in the head with a sack of rocks. <laughs> fine, we'll, we'll, we can go to your parents. We'll keep the throw pillows. I don't care that they're only decorative. It's fine. It's fine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Anywho, back to this. Honored day. It is William Shatner's birthday. He is 90 years old. He was uh, the star of Star Trek for three seasons in the 60s. But that, that's right. Just three. That's wow. Show lives on like no other show. Is, is there anything else that had such a, a little initial fanfare, but has lived so long? I don't know. Maybe Batman. Maybe the original Batman. I think. Yeah, I think Batman was way more successful at the time. Anyway. Um, William Shatner went on to, uh, become, you know, kind of a cult kitschy pop figure. And then he was on Boston law, Boston, Boston legal, legal, Boston yeah. legal. And he won Emmys on that. Right. So I enjoyed that show. I thought there was good writing on it. It was him and James Spader, I think were the yeah. two main, main people. Yeah. So he's had a long career. He was on TJ Hooker too. Oh, that's oh, yeah. right. TJ. That's Hooker. right. And then a whole bunch of Star Trek remakes, movies and whatnot, which were quite good. Yeah. Most of them. Um, so we've got this clip from years ago. I believe this to be a, a, a voice recording session. I don't know if it was for a scripted thing or maybe a sponsorship, but, uh, we, we got, we got Shatner, uh, being attempted to get coached up by somebody who's, who's wanting him to deliver a message in a specific way. Okay. Here we go. This is William Shatner. And I would like to invite you to take a journey with me into the 21st century. So take the next few minutes and listen very closely. You'll be amazed at what you hear. Okay? Um, can there be a little more uh, excitement in the beginning? <laughs> I love it. Okay. All right. It sounded like really laid, you know, really super laid back. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm saying, uh, okay, uh, I'll try and do that. <laughs> Let's do take two. this is william shatner and i would like to invite you to take a journey with me into the 21st century so take the next few minutes and listen very closely Um, well uh speak up uh, Uh, and and maybe you better do it do it the way you hear it tell do it for me no i mean just uh, go ahead uh this is william shatner and i would like to invite you to take a journey with me into the 21st century. So take the next few minutes and listen very closely. You'll be amazed at what you hear. Is that the way you'd like me to do it? <laughs> okay, I'll do it that way. Okay, ready. This is William Shatner, and I would like to invite you to take a journey with me into the 21st century. So take the next few minutes and listen very closely. You'll be amazed at what you hear. Okay, so is, did, I think that came pretty close. I'm sorry, are you making fun of me? Uh, no, I'm doing. I'm, uh, no, no, I was. I believe that you asked that was about the way you did it. I wasn't jesting. Okay. I, 
I'm sorry. I don't know. No, no. I, I, I insist. Now, what I want you to do is on pay. Is that satisfactory to you? No, because if your mouth were open, you'd have popped some pills in them. So, do the next paragraph for me so I can get an idea of how you want it. This is uh, page two. Well, I, I don't know. I, I really don't want to because I think you, you actually have a better, much better feeling. No, I don't think I do. I would like to hear you read the second paragraph so I can so I can do it that way. Wow. Uh, let me hear. No, I like it better the way you did. <laughs> I insist that you show me how to do page two. Oh, uh, really, I mean it. Please, read play, uh, so I can get an idea of what you want. No, no, I'm going to do it the way you, you think it should go. No, I am going to do it the way you're reading it. Okay? I know you're here to see that I do it the way the company wants it, so I'm going to do it the way you read it. But you're telling me how you want me to do it. Well, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I am going to do it your way. Jeez. No, there's no apology necessary. You you know what you want. You know what you want. No, I don't. I, I, really... well, I mean, you come in here and you don't know what you want? Well, I come in here because I know you're a professional. I mean, and, and you know how to do it. And I'm sorry I even said anything. No, I am going to do it the way you want. Every paragraph. <laughs> and you'll send it back to town and you'll see whether, you know. I hope it's... It will please everybody else. As long as I'm pleasing you, that's all that matters. Mr. Sherman, would you please, you know, I, I don't feel right about doing that, I really. Well, no, you felt you wanted something done on the first paragraph. I'm trying to do what you want. Okay, let's lay down the second paragraph. And that's where it ends. Wow. Wow. He was wow. not going to let up on that dude. Jeez, relax. William. No, I disagree. I thought that was brilliant. Well, I think that, he made that his... was a guy who never stopped smiling. He never resulted. He never resorted to invective or obscenity or personal insult. But he hey, made he had the his pill point. Mine. You don't. Yeah, he <laughs> oh, did there was the, that. There was that. You don't think he'd made his point at some at some era? Okay, so now we understand how this uh, relationship works, and he could have just gone on with it. <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure the relationship can continue. Oh well, I wasn't going to by the end. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. That's fun. Try to try to do it with a little more excitement in your voice. No, I understand how that would rub you the wrong way. Yeah, no. I did. Yeah, I I think Shatner decided. What point in his career was that? I wonder. Oh, judging by his voice, it was later. Uh, Boston legal era would be oh, my guess. Oh, really? So he's. Really rich, really successful, beloved at this point. Probably. And some producers saying, yeah, a little more excitement. But the best part is, the guy's read back. How to do it is so, you know, sing-songy amateurs, and that's just hilarious. And the, the talent of Shatner, his read back was remarkably yeah. similar yes. to the bad read that the guy just did. You know, Jack, I get your point. <laughs> the, that he he could have let him up off the floor, but he obviously made the decision. No, you're leaving this room. He had her. You're he, done. He had the guy up to his waist in a hole, and he's beating him with a sack of rocks. <laughs> and he just like an stop. angry German wife. Nein, nein, stop mit the rocking hitting. 
This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Paul Simon, one of my favorite songwriters, certainly one of the great American songwriters of all time. Um, Arguably the great American songwriter, as if you need to pick one. Little balding Jewish guy? That's the guy, yep. He's sold his entire songwriting catalog, including classics like Bridge Over Troubled Water, Sound of Silence, and Still Crazy After All These Years, to Sony Music Publishing, the latest of these giant super blockbuster uh, sales. For how much? Uh, I don't think the number is out, or if it's out, I haven't seen it. Uh, Bob Dylan sold his catalog of more than 600 songs, which is plenty, for more than $300 million. Uh, Neil Young sold his for about 150. Stevie Nicks got 100 million for wow. a majority a majority of her rights. So Paul Simon, I mean, it could easily be in the Bob Dylan range of 300, why, 400 why, million. Why, and this all happened like in the last couple of weeks, right? Why? Why, why now? Last few months, anyway. Yeah, I, you know, I think a lot of it is these classic rock gods are getting on in years, and it's a giant payday. And there, there's also the transition of, we, we've seen this a lot in kind of the video streaming stuff, but uh, streaming platforms, the magnets that they need are content. If I am Sony streaming, I don't even know if they have a music streaming platform, but if I own the rights to all of this person's music and the only place you can get it is on my streaming thing, then I will get X amount more subscribers. Is that the way it's going it. to work? Because like, I, I can get Bob Dylan music on my Apple. I don't know. I'm making parallels to the like oh, that the, streaming, the streaming if, wars. If it, if it goes the no, direction no. of uh, the TV stuff where I can only watch Breaking Bad on Netflix, but I can only watch... Uh, 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 Game Kong. of Thrones on Hobo, or yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. Uh, if it becomes like an, uh, I can only hear Dylan on my Apple, but if I want to listen to Springsteen, I've got to have the Spotify. That would suck. You know, I could be swinging and missing, but as a guy who's been, you know, a student of the music industry for a long time, I think it's partly that a guy like Paul Simon, what is his catalog going to be worth in thirty years for his heirs? As opposed to a big payday invested now. Not I mean, much. Well, right, because streaming is so much worse a uh, stream of revenue than record sales ever were. Well, and I think the lasting impact a lot of this music is going to be much less than a lot of hippies thought at the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why I've resisted buying any music memorabilia. Even when I got to the point in my life where I could afford something really, really cool that would mean a lot to me, I realized, all right, this is just going to go down in value. Nobody's going to care much about Keith Richards in 25 years. They just won't. How is Stevie Nicks a third of what Bob Dylan's worth, though, for the catalog? How did I come up with these amounts? I don't know. Maybe it's like in real estate where the first 2,000 square feet of a house are worth a certain amount. But once you get up past a certain square footage, it doesn't just keep going up. I sure. mean, a, an 8,000 square foot house is not worth 20% more than a... It's not a, a linear Whatever, 6,000. Right, exactly. Thank you, Sean. You uh, paid attention uh, at least briefly in math class. I okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Art Garfunkel doesn't really write songs, so he's got to be thinking, well, damn it. I wish I'd learned to write songs. That's <laughs> a fun name. Art Garfunkel. It is fun. Everything oh, about yeah. that is just a good time. It's got the Art Gar, so that's uh, mm-hmm. uh, assonance. You got funk. You can't say Garfunkel without saying funk. I've been saying that for years. Come on. Got a voice like an angel, Artie, but I don't want to bore anybody with music talk. I don't know. Although, you know, it's funny when we do music related one more things, music fans love it. 
People that aren't don't. Sports fans hate it. They can go to hell. Art Garfunkel, a hell of a third baseman too for the. Uh, but do we do, for the Brooklyn Curly Heads? But do we? But do we have any answer to this question? Is uh, whoever bought Bob Dylan's songs are they gonna like? You can't have them. They're mine, 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 all mine. They just sit in their house and listen to them over and over, and nobody else ever gets to hear one again. I mean, how does that work? That's what I'd do. Well, there are all sorts of different licensing levels for different uses of music. I mean, do you own the monument? If you wanted to be a jerk, could you buy Bob Dylan's catalog and nobody gets to hear it anymore? Oh, that's a great question. Could I make it so the only place you could hear Bob Dylan is on a Peeps commercial? You, you, yeah, or, or you got to come to my house. You want to hear like a Rolling Stone? Come over a Friday night. Otherwise, you're out of luck. Well, and, and listen, I tell you what, just to play out that idea... Um, if it's possible, I could see, you know, you'd, you'd have like a really nice place with fine food and wine and the rest of it. And then you'd do a little presentation on Paul Simon, Simon Garfunkel and his music. And then it's the only place on earth. Then you could listen to the boxer. I mean, you could charge yuppies 15,000 bucks to throw for oh, that. Oh, sure. What about or if more? I have a hologram Bob Dylan singing it on stage while they're eating their yes. fancy pants dinner? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you remember... Welcome to the uh, Joe Getty Bob Dylan Museum, the only place you can hear my music. <laughs> I'm thinking it was the late How 80s. the pork chops? They're good. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying the pork chops. Every night we have pork chops. I get the Nobel Prize for tenderness on my pork chop. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? I have no idea. I had something. Oh, do you remember? It was like late 80s, around, I'm guessing like around 1990, when Nike somehow got use of the Beatles song Revolution. And that was like super controversial because all the freaking hippies who the Beatles were, it's so important to the fact that the music was now just used to crassly to sell shoes. It was such a big deal. Now, it just, now it just seems stupid. Why wouldn't yeah. any song be used for any reason you want to use it for? Who cares? But it was like a big moment. Yeah, I read an interview with Pete Townsend of The Who's, and he, he he mentioned that, look, people bitch at me for selling Won't Get Fooled Again to GM for six months or whatever. <laughs> he says, I do something like that. I can do something purely for art's sake for the next year. Well, and who cares? So screw you. It's who, my song. Who cares on any level? Right. I don't care right. whether you use the money to, to fund orphans or uh, buy cocaine. Who cares? <laughs> buy cocaine for orphans. Why would it bother anybody? <laughs> Keep the orphans up all night. They're jabbering away. <laughs> Why would it bother anybody if their favorite song was used for a Ford truck commercial? I don't, well, I it doesn't think bother it me. Has, it, it, it makes an emotional connection with you. It's art. It's it's authentic. It's the songwriter expressing themselves. And now they're trying to sell me a toaster oven with it? It's crass. It's terrible. God, that's I could, that's the argument. I could write a song about, you know, my father's death or something like really touching and close to me. And if you used it for a Peeps commercial and wanted to give me a million dollars, where do I sign? <laughs> <Sold>. <laughs> Peeps does more advertising in your minds than, than I think in reality. You don't have to advertise Peeps. Everybody wants them. Especially music-related advertisements. Somehow in this podcast, that's a, that's a thing. The answer, my friend, is covered with pink sugar. Hi, I'm Bob Dylan for Peeps. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So we were talking about sea shanties. It looks like chanties, but it's pronounced shanties. The name of the ship was the pit to see. The name of the ship was a belly of tea. The winds blew up her bow, down below my belly. This is the good part right here. Soon may the weatherman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the coming is done, we'll take our leave and go. <laughs> God, wrong key, Sean. I don't. I have no idea about keys, chords, harmonies. I don't know. I try though. I try. It's been so long since I've seen a girl. You're starting to look pretty good to me. <laughs> Yar, tis true. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, I guess that's the trend on TikTok: is people recording sea shanties and then singing harmonies to them. Of the rest course, of it. it is. <clears throat> hey, it's the so, thing that's getting traction these. 48 hours on the internet it will change in 36 hours covid you know people are bored i guess but uh i you know i like that that was a groovy song i've never heard that one before and it occurred to me i've only heard like a couple of sea shanties and i wonder if you're like a uh, an old-timey sailor or a you know a sea shanty fan you hear what can you do with a drunken sailor and it's like when i hear stairway to heaven i'm thinking oh god 
Come on now. And the, 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 whoever says, Oh my God, I love that song. The grizzled old sailors are thinking, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know, you know, this sea shit is so overplayed. So that song is called Wellerman. It's a New Zealand folk song that dates back to the mid 19th century with no discernible author. That kind of song is, uh, that primarily what it is? Sea shanty? That, that kind of. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, that style of music. You hear it every now and then. Like um, Ed Sheeran's got one on his latest album, that style of song. And it's cool. Yeah. Meeting a girl and whatever, but it sounds just like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've heard that song. It seems to have some parallel with like Irish drinking songs, but um, I don't know if those originated on ships in the first place. Who knows? Irish drinking songs, but you repeat yourself. (laughs) I guess. Wow. That's, That's just flat bigotry right there. Canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're canceled. Get off the podcast. <laughs> Racist. Walk the plank. <laughs> Got this note from it Frank. Been miserable. Huh? Miserable in the best of circumstances to be on a boat for months at a time back in the old timey days. The a hell of a lot harder and less comfortable work than almost anybody on the planet does. Right. No, that's not true. Anybody in the Western world does right now. Uh, I can't even imagine months at a time on one of those ships. Uh, in the 1600s, 1700s, whatever, it would just been awful. Yeah. Oh, Mike Rowe ought to do that as a dirty job, huh? They'd Ooh. be loving him dusk till dawn. Imagine one of the, being the, one of the first people to see like a giant sea squid and going back to your little village and trying to tell people what you saw and not sound like an insane person. Right. And or, you know, maybe you exaggerate just a little bit and they exaggerate just a little bit. And that, that's how you end up with tales of sea monsters yeah. and horrifying beasts at the edge of the globe. How could you be cold, wet, and dirty the entire time? Seasick. Oh, my God. How often do you get to shower on this ship, Captain? <laughs> you know, it's 1740. I'm tired. How often do you what? No. <laughs> I'm tired of eating the same thing every day. And I have scurvy. Can we mix it up a little? When when do we have the boat drinks? <laughs> Yar, we're eating fish. This wasn't on the brochure. <laughs> and when do the girls come out? <laughs> yeah. ah, I got bad news for you. Yeah, they uh, they didn't make it. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's a problem with the gangplank, and it's all dudes again this voyage. That's what you told us last time. <laughs> So alert listener Frank sent this link along. Uh, there's a movie called Fisherman's Friends. It's a 2019 British rom-com. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The film is based on the true story. Of course, based on the true story can mean a lot of things. Sure. It's, it's a near literal retelling. It's 50-50 true. Or they found out the basic premise of something, then wrote a story. Um, but the film is based on a true story about Port Isaac's Fisherman's Friends, a group of Cornish fishermen who were signed by Universal Records and achieved a top ten hit with their debut album of traditional sea shanties. Hmm. That's interesting. What year did that happen? Uh, the movie? The, the uh, original. I don't know. Don't know. I don't know. Uh, the movie came story. out in 2019, so, but it doesn't give the timetable. Yeah, you've you've ruined that premise for for years for me the whole based on a true story because that's the way texas chainsaw massacre starts or ends one of the two based on a true story and you're saying that's not that true (laughs) yeah remember it was the guy who was the uh the big guy in texas chainsaw massacre who said guys soon as the movie starts it's an act of fiction 
or a work of fiction, including the words, this story happened. That part is fiction. <laughs> There's no law That's that allowed. Says, <laughs> there's no law that says if the front, first page of my book says this story is true, that it's true. The the, uh, the TV show Fargo plays a little fast and loose with that, where the, the initial one was trying to keep the same tone of the, the Coen Brothers movie, which was, I believe, based on a true story. But the, the rest of their stuff, they they're... Spun mm-hmm. out a whole cloth. They just say that at the beginning of each episode to give it that feel. Gotcha. Huh. Sure. Uh, which, again, is allowed. Uh, back to your question, Jack. I did a little clicking around. The Fisherman's Friends got their deal with Universal Music in 2010. They'd been performing locally since 1995. Okay, I'll check that out. Probably on one of your streaming services. Yeah, essentially uh, an acapella group, but they now include traditional s- simple instrumentation. Uh, the Fisherman's Friends. Okay. Uh, check it out, folks. And, I'm not kidding. I'm going on a, on a sea shanty uh, binge for the rest of the day. That, 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 I don't know. That put a little tap in my toe today. That your, felt good. Your, your lack of uh, haircuts and everything like that, you could kind of pull off that whole, I just got off a boat look if you wanted to. It's a little, you got to be greasier, though, and, uh, and, and pull it back like into a ponytail. Maybe get and, an eye patch. Oh, and yeah. you got way too many teeth. I mean, like, That's true. That's way true. too many. Yeah, what was I watching the other night? Wherever it was, kind of an older documentary, and everybody's teeth looked so terrible compared to today. I remember mm-hmm. it was, but no, it wasn't that long ago. It was like interviewing older people in the seventies and stuff like that. Their teeth were horrifying compared to now what it is. You know, anybody that's on TV now, you get the perfect teeth. But. Well, horrifying—that's a strong word. No, I mean, I mean it they was have hard three inch long fangs. It was because that would be horrifying. It was pretty hard to look at. They were just so b- brown to gray. And gnarled. I've become accustomed to everything being perfect all the time. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you put braces on all your kids? Um, I think I think both of the girls, quote unquote, needed them. Did they actually need them or just by modern uh, standards? What the hell do I know? I, I really like my dentist. He's a great guy. I've never even in the slightest thought he was trying to upsell us or or anything like that. Um, and he recommended it pretty strongly, and we went to see the orthodontist. But is it 20% a scam, half a scam, 10%? I don't know. Well, I have a feeling that my kids will get braces like most of their friends have or are going to also, just because everybody yeah. feels like they got to have perfect teeth all the time. It's really yeah. expensive. but um, Probably more so now than ever in the whole selfie projecting your own brand right. out there sort of well it, it just world it it, it it made me realize watching the show now i'm to the point where if i see normal teeth i'm horrified normal teeth like this is what teeth are supposed to look like i see them on tv and it's like oh look how gray those teeth are well and it's you weird. don't want to be party to something if it's unhealthy but if you know your your kid grows up and they go to take a job uh, apply for a job and they got summer teeth and and that puts off the the hiring person. Then well, you that's have normal bad. teeth. Teeth don't grow normally, perfectly straight. Nobody's no. do. Nope. But do I want to miss to miss out on any enjoyment in life because I took a stand for crooked teeth? I mean, right? I, it's, it's a hell of a cause. It's a heck of a hill to die on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, true story. Grandma, when I was four years old, she said she could do a magic trick. Then she pulled out her teeth. I was four. <laughs> I was freaked out. <laughs> oh, boy. I guess that's it. Did you it. scream, or what did you do? Yeah, I think I did. I think I cried. It's like it's like the old joke. I bet you 10 bucks I can bite my eye. Guy plucks out his... Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. His, his glass eye. 
<laughs> and he and he bites it. Then he bets the guy. I tell you what, I'll bet you a hundred dollars. I can bite my other eye. And the guy tosses him a, a glass, and the guy catches it. So he realizes, okay, he's not totally blind. I'll bet you that hundred bucks. You can't bite your other eye. So the guy takes out his false teeth. <laughs> he bites his eye. That's pretty funny. Okay, that's a fine way to make friends. And I hope he bought around. And you only got to lose an eye and all your teeth to be able to pull that off yourself. <laughs> And Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. I remember when smartphones first really caught on. We talked on the ANG show about parents constantly tracking their kids' locations and whether that was a good idea or not. Yeah, and I have uh, friends who are very good people I like. Um, couldn't like them more. But I was uh, kind of interested uh, and astounded when I found out, like, the, for their college student, they would sit there and say, oh, they must have gotten out of class earlier, early because they're headed over to the. And this is in another city, whoa, watching their whoa, college whoa. student. That's like they left the dorm. They must be headed over to uh, science class, but they don't have science class today. They have that tomorrow, so it must be a lab or something. You know, wow! Just just watching the every movement and speculating am... what their college kid is up to as they watch them. Do these people talk to their children? But why? I have multiple issues with this. I thought we were going to talk about children. No, it's college student. Yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't want, uh, that, that bothers me on a couple levels. I mean, you do whatever you want, but number one, they're an adult, sort of, kind of. They're doing the college thing. They need the freedom to bang around, make bad decisions, feel the repercussions, and, and just, and secondly, I don't want the responsibility. Wouldn't it only drive you crazy? Yes. Yes. Tell me a plus side that would come out of that as the parent. One positive that would come out of that. I could catch my kid in a lie. You just spent, where is that? They, they've been there all night long. That's not where they live. That's weird. I, I better call them. <laughs> and I'm sure that happens. Maybe it's because I'm an independent. Wait a cusp, second. The next night, they're at a different place that's not their home. What all is night. going on? That's very weird. Once my kids were capable of flight, I said, fly. Go ahead. If you need help, let me know. I don't know, God, the whole hovering over the kids, the helicopter parent thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something, but, uh, yeah, high schoolers, hmm, you've got terrible judgment in a lot of cases. I'm speaking about myself. Armed with the capability to really do harm, and they are under your roof. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I, I still think. Kids have to, you know, it's a whole, uh, uh, how do you make good decisions? Wisdom. How do you get wisdom? Bad decisions. I mean, you can't interfere with that cycle. Boy, I don't know. I was just thinking about it. My, my initial reaction was, yeah, I will do that. Um, it's after school and you tell me you and your buddy are going to go do this and you're somewhere else. Um, but on the other hand, don't you only get to play that card like once? Hmm. Unless yeah. you're gonna, unless you're gonna make it mandatory that they carry their phone with them. I mean, at that point, you're 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 <laughs> putting an unbreakable tracking device on them. I mean, because right. the first time you bust them on it, it's they'll over. Just go to Jim's house where they claim to be playing video games. They'll drop off their phones. Then they'll go yeah. to the whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I just, uh, too much surveillance is too much surveillance. If you have some kid on the edge, I guess, I don't know, maybe they've gotten busted a couple of times and you've told them one more time, blah, blah, blah. You know, do what's best for you. Obviously, the one-size-fits-all advice is no good no matter who it's coming from, including us. But uh, college kids, oh, I, I hate that idea. Just hate it. I sure as hell would have hated it had us a college student. I would have gotten really, really creative about how to evade those systems. Well, you do have one, uh, you have one clear way out of that, by the way. Uh, that would have worked for me. I have a job and have my own phone. Um, so my parents have no way to track me. There you go. Yeah. Uh, or I thought you were going to say smash it with a hammer. So. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, my wife is on a long road trip with a friend. Uh, helping her out, and uh, we decided, she decided, she suggested, do you want to enable each other's location so you can track where I am? Because I told her I'm going to be really worried about you. They're driving many, many miles. Um, and I said, give me lots of updates on where you are and what progress you're you're making and if the weather's okay and the rest of it. And she said, well, I will, but you want to turn on a, our location devices. And I said, wow, yeah, cool, let's do it. So I did. Here, was I, that I'm, a clever way of tracking you? Or yeah, I can't track- believe you just walked right into yeah, that track. Yeah, that, was, that was pretty well played on uh, Judy's the, part. It's the giant cartoon sucker is all she saw. <laughs> you know, at this point, Sean, I am the uh, I am the dog that can be let off leash. I am so thoroughly domesticated, there's no need anymore to, uh, to put the uh, collar around my neck. Just staring at the can of food. She'll be back eventually. <laughs> exactly. Standing by the door waiting, waiting. Waiting, waiting. Like my codependent dog. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Baxter, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> he is so codependent. He, We were his third guardian or owner. The first several years of his life, I think, were not cool. Oh. Um, there are there are some signs of that. And, and his first family was going to take him to a kill shelter. If he didn't get adopted, um, you know, they'd put him down. And and he's a he's really an amazing dog in a lot of ways. Do you but, lord that over him on a regular basis? Well, do I need to tell you a story once no, again no, of a young God, puppy is, I knew? That is so perverse. <laughs> that is so sick. But so this nice lady who worked with the original family that couldn't keep him said, "You're not sending that dog to a kill shelter. I'm going to adopt him." I'm going to figure out what to do with him. But she had a small house and worked two jobs, so she would leave him alone in the. Uh, uh, garage slash small backyard for like twelve hours no. every day. Yeah, and he's so a he's, high energy, uh, high energy dog too, isn't? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's half a herder and half a lab. Um, and so yeah, and he just hated that. He got no mental stimulation. The rest of it, and I think it's it's made him a little psycho. Mm. So he would. He's still we, a good dog. Oh, he's a great dog, but we didn't want him to be bored when we were when Judy and I were both working. So we'd. Uh, Put him out in the backyard. We got a nice big backyard, and so he could run around, chase squirrels, sniff around, lay in the sun, whatever. But we discovered that he would stand at the gate waiting for us to pull in the driveway mm. the whole day. I would come home, it'd be cold and pouring rain, and he would be sitting there at the gate, a drowned rat. And he had a doghouse, he had a bed, he had a whole covered patio, but he'd stand there at the gate waiting. Had a Nintendo Switch, <laughs> a little fridge full of whatever beverage you want. A library of amusing literature <laughs> in both English and French. Exactly. Um, And, and he would just sit there oh. and wait. So anyway, so we'd let him stay in the house, and he turns out to be fine. But he sleeps all day like his uh, buddy, me. But anyway, so uh, I'm tracking my wife. Now, as if she is a migrating, oh, you know what? I almost said 
a animal that I should not have said. It's a podcast. It's fine. I'm tracking her. No, 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 no. I'm tracking her like a migrating gazelle, like a sleek, beautiful, lithe gazelle. Lithe. That's a good word. Thank you. I almost picked a different beast that's not so lithe, and I realized the mistake in my ways. Wow, she's way south. Okay. So, okay. All right. Yeah, she's uh, she's on uh, I five, Interstate five in California. I think you should drop. A, I think you should go park in the parking lot of a strip club for like an hour <laughs> as you watch you news know. on your phone. Do you now? <laughs> yeah, she's uh, almost a beautiful uh, Hanford, Visalia, California. That's nice. Making some fine progress. Making good time. Making good drive time. Carefully. Drive she's over to Nevada. Uh, park in the parking lot of a brothel. She's probably in the right lane behind a slow-moving vehicle and not passing for some reason. <laughs> are we going to let them determine our speed the entire trip, or are you going to go around them? Ah, there we go. Thanks for taking a shift driving, but it's causing me more stress than driving. My kids are familiar with my, that person doesn't have the guts to pass anybody, do they? The person that's front front of me who's behind somebody who's slow? They right. just don't have the guts to pass someone, no matter how slow they go. That person should not be driving. <laughs> yeah, it's either then guts I or do just the double pass if I want to. Right, exactly. It's either lack of guts or just pass passivity. I don't know. Parking a strip club for an hour. If I'm parked in a strip club for an hour, I'm going in the strip club. It takes the fun out of the gag. Um, you, what are you going to deny a living to exotic dancers, especially during the time of COVID? That's a good you point. You slap the uh, the tips out of their hands. Did strip clubs stay open during this, or are they closed? I know in some places they were called essential businesses because which, of what? Because uh, bars guys, have been closed. Uh, I don't know. Why would they be an essential business? Under what category? They serve Wasn't food, athleticism. Oh, that's it. They yeah. serve food. Oh, yeah, and they exhibit an art. Art galleries are open. Exactly. Are they? I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know what's happening in my county, my town, my state. Nobody does. And I've stopped paying nope, attention. Exactly. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You do what you're going to do, and I'll be tracking you on my phone. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 